19, 20, 21, 22, 23, baby. What? 25, baby. That was good. Thanks. You had the perfect amount of red line there. (laughs) From what I can tell, it looks like a severe amount of red line. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Welcome to the Interstate Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. K-Slugs. My name is Peter, a.k.a. Deal For Real, and I'm also your host. Hell yeah, and we are excited to bring you another episode, another one from the IG Boys. Another one. Another one. One thing I would like to say before we get started is that right now we have a limited edition long sleeve t-shirt available for you guys. Um, If you haven't seen it yet already on our social media um, it is a light blue shirt um, with obviously the Interstate Gamers on the front and the logo on the back, um, available through Teespring. Uh, you can find those links on our social media, um, but uh, it's only available until December 6th, so make sure you get your limited edition IG shirts, and it's a really good way to help support us, um, and by not only you know getting the shirt, but by, you know, kind of giving a shout out to your boys whenever you're out and about in your daily lives. Yeah, whatever way that you want to transform yourself into a walking billboard, we really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Uh, yeah, cop that shirt. It's a nice shirt. Um, and other news, I got a Switch. Woo! Hype! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a long time coming, but I finally got one. Uh, got Mario Kart 8 bundled in for free because it was a Black Friday deal. And... Um, I didn't get too much sleep last night because I played some Mario Kart uh, with your boy, K-Slugs. And then after that, I played some uh, Octopath Traveler demo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also went in this morning and added like 30 games to my wish list. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a like a kid in a candy store because this is my first modern console since uh, I bought the Wii in 2008. So it's been quite a long time. Um, even my computer has not been capable of running like modern games. So I'm truly going to experience a bunch of these really great uh, modern games for the first time on the Switch. So this means that uh, I'll have the opportunity to uh, jump in with Kevin and record some reviews for modern games for you guys, so that'll be a fun uh, way to expand the show. So uh, if you guys have uh, requests for Switch games that you want us to review at some point in the future, you can definitely let us know on all our social uh, media. No, Aaron, we're not doing Fortnite. Not yet. (laughs) Never. We're never doing Fortnite. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not true. I think yeah, we'll, we'll do Fortnite. It, it is on my wish list, even though it's a free download. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish that I could get this game right now. <laughs> um, anyway, though, enough about that. Yes. I'm very excited, so it pains me to say enough about that, but we do have to move on. Um, we do have a fun game to review today. Uh, this game was a uh, staple of GameCube multiplayer games, and uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Let's get right into it. This game is Super Monkey Ball 2. Yeah, another GameCube game. After not having any, we're back with another one. Another one. So uh, Super Monkey Ball 2 is the sequel to Super Monkey Ball. Bet you didn't know that. Um, Super (laughs) Monkey Ball was originally an arcade game, uh, which explains kind of the arcadey nature of this game, which I am sure we will talk about in the gameplay. Um, but anyway, Super Monkey Ball 2 was released for the GameCube exclusively in 2002. 
And it was developed by Amusement Vision, which is a subdivision of Sega, or it was. But it was a fairly short-lived division that also produced um, F-Zero GX, Whoa. which is one of my favorite games. And uh, once, if you've played both games and you know that they were both developed by the same team, I think you start to see some uh, similarities like in the, in the game feel. So I think that's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. But I had never played the. I, I played this game like once at a friend's house in ninth grade or something uh, for like an hour. But besides that, I'd never played it or any other monkey ball game. And Kevin, I think you might have been in a similar boat, right? Uh, yeah, once again, I had no prior experience with this game. Um, but I do remember seeing it on commercials for TV when I was a kid. Uh, I thought it was a really weird looking game. And I wouldn't say that I was necessarily wrong about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the announcer would always be like, Super Monkey Ball 2, now in stores. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Dang, that was a pretty good little uh, voice acting there. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, it's a certainly interesting game. And I, I knew the basic premise of it from the one time that I played it and from like just, just an awareness because it was a popular game. It was like a player's choice game and everything. So it would be very, I'd be very shocked if you were like a GameCube fan and, and had never at least heard of it. Yeah. But this is our first experiences with the game. And, uh, I think we have some interesting things to say about it. So, Kev, or actually, no, before we get into the meat and potatoes, um, I do have some interesting trivia. Would you like to hear it? Nah, let's just let's just uh, get into the meat and potatoes. Now, nah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, sure. So the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some people actually did a long-term study of Super Monkey Ball Two and other games, where they found that uh, that surgeons, you know, medical surgeons who had played Super Monkey Ball Two and a couple other games for a few minutes before performing a surgery had actually performed better in the surgery, like with their fine what? motor control. Yeah, so specifically they surveyed surgeons who do a thing called uh, laparoscopic surgery, which from what I understand is kind of like a very fine abdominal surgery where you use like a little camera on a needle to see what you're doing. It's, it's one of those things. So very, very uh, detailed work, you know, very fine surgical work. And uh, they did the survey over the course of a couple years, and like, yeah, people who played this game just for a few minutes before doing that surgery uh, had better motor control, I think. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I actually, yeah. wow. Where did you find that? Just on Wikipedia, man. It oh. was in the it was in the legacy section. <laughs> I was like, ah. that's, that's a legacy, all right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the gameplay. Uh, Kev, do you want to start? Oh hell yeah, dude. Um, so I want to say I think. You know, you can kind of tell from what, the way the game works and plays that I think the developers had a lot of fun creating this game. They took a very simple idea for a game, and it's like they expounded on it to create this kind of fun and wacky game. Um, but the mechanics for a game being about rolling a ball through on like various platforms through a hoop, hoop, that's kind of hard for me to say. Uh, it's not bad. Um, it's not overly complicated, but it doesn't bring a lot to the table either. Um, yeah, so you just kind of navigate your monkey who's inside a ball on a 3D course, sometimes crazy, not so, not so crazy, uh, to essentially a finish line that's like a ring with like, uh, you know, the finish line tape through it. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to get through in some levels, but, um, yeah, it, and sometimes collecting bananas if it's important. Apparently the story mode, it's not important, but, yeah, it's kind of how the game works. Yeah, um. Basically, there's there's essentially three game modes to the game. Uh, one of them is story mode, and in story mode, you have to complete 100 levels uh, divided across 10 worlds. 
uh, where you are ro- rolling the the monkey and the ball through the course. Basically, you like tilt the course in order to move the monkey. Um, technically speaking, you are just rolling the monkey, and the the course tilting is a visual effect. At least that's what a, a knowledgeable person in Twitch chat told me. Um, but it is a simple concept, and as you said, Kevin, some of the levels are crazy, and some of them are not so crazy. But that is like the defining gameplay, and and there's not like too many. There's no enemies really. There's no like items to collect and use. Um, there are some buttons you can press that will affect like. You know, if a stage is moving quickly or slowly or things like that. But in general, it's like you and the course. So it's very stripped down. Even the controls are very simple. You just use the stick to move. And uh, if you want to zoom in and out of your uh, of your map display, you can press the A button. But no other buttons do anything other than the pause button, of course. So uh, very, very, very simple gameplay. And story mode is basically that. And you have unlimited tries. You can take as long as you want to do all the course. Well, you have a one-minute time limit in each course. But you can attempt each course as many times as you want. There's no game overs or anything. And uh, you can do all the levels in a world in whatever order you want. But after you beat a world, you just move on to the next one and you can't go back and forth, really. Hmm. So that's story mode. Oh, and there's cutscenes and stuff, and we can talk about those later. They're actually pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As you and I know. Um, But then there's challenge mode, which I've heard is kind of the, the real meat and potatoes of the game for people who are like legit fans of the game. Mm-hmm. And challenge mode basically it gives you a limited number of lives and continues to run through a set of courses and there's a beginner set, an advanced set, an expert set, and they do reuse courses from story mode although sometimes they are reskinned, but if you perform well enough on that set of courses, I think if you do it without using any continues, then you unlock extra courses that are exclusive to that mode. So they add on some content there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play it all that much. I played it a little bit with my roommate, and it actually was quite fun. Um, did you play it at all, Kev? Yeah, I actually played Challenge Mode a little bit before coming on this uh, podcast. But um, it, yeah, I didn't notice too much of a difference, except for like the extra levels here and there. Um, but did you say the bananas, are they of any significance in Challenge Mode? From what I understand, um, I didn't do a lot of research on this, and I might be misremembering what this person told me. But a uh, a Twitch, or sorry, a Super Monkey Ball Two speedrunner and modder actually came into my stream and to your stream as well when we both did this. Yeah. And uh, from what I remember, they said that the bananas can give you extra lives in mm. challenge mode if you collect enough. But I have not fact checked that, and I, as I said, I might misremember. So fact checkers out there, uh, we haven't given you too much work lately, but <laughs> you can you can let us know about this one. Right. Yeah. So, other than that, I mean, if if they if they don't even give you extra lives, which I'm not even doubting the knowledge of this guy, but let's say they do give you extra lives, um, that's pretty much its only use is in one mode. Um, so in story mode, there's no point in getting the bananas. So it's kind of just like, why are they even there? But it's kind of funny. Um, they're sponsored by what's the banana company again? Dole. Dole. Yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> legit Dole bananas. Like. <laughs> I'm like, like you were playing it on stream before I had uh, touched the game, and um, I was like, "Are those, are those Dole bananas?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, they're the Dole bananas." Like, I could not believe it. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this game's actually sponsored by Dole." Yeah, that's something I wouldn't expect in a game uh, of that age. Like for some reason, I expect that more in a, a newer game. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I kind of just overall, I think the game is, it's, it's supposed to be really lighthearted, really fun. I don't think it's a game that you, uh, given the nature of it, you, you just play all the time or play over and over again. But, um, 
some other dif- interesting. You had mentioned the um, how you moved the character, and I wasn't actually sure on how it worked, but it did look like the stage was moving your character. But now that you had mentioned that you're actually still moving your character, I find that interesting because when you're off course, you you're still moving the stage, right? Mm-hmm. So like the stage can be moved around. Like I guess the stage responds to your input and your monkey is still rolling around but like the stage is kind of moving along with the monkey. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a little weird to get used to. When I first started the game I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah. Um and, and that combined with like kind of the checkerboard graphics on the course themselves, it was kind of a yeah, kind of a not nauseating but like kind of disorienting at times. Yeah. Um, and the whole stage moving thing versus the monkey moving. Um, I'm I'm just operating again off of what a person told me in Twitch chat, and I'm sure that they were right. Like they're a speedrunner and modder, and they they know what they're talking about. Um, but but I would have never guessed that the stage thing was purely visual, and that you were actually moving the monkey. Because to me, it feels like you really are moving the stage most of the time. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing I thought was there's a lot of variance in the levels. Like each level is kind of like a surprise. Like there's no like uh this level is kind of I mean some levels are boring but it's kind of like each level is like new and you find yourself wanting to like experience each level and be like I wonder what this level is like. I think the developers did a really good job in that. I think you could tell they put a lot of effort into their level design. Um so that might go more in content but since since like the gameplay involves the level a lot. I thought I would mention it here. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is, and I think you'll agree with me, or I know you'll agree with me, is the gameplay on the multiplayer modes. I went back and played them before uh, we recorded today, and um, they were pretty fun. Like, There's a lot of really cool game modes. Um, one in particular, which is my favorite, is the one where you punch people off the arena. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so fun. I was like, and I played by myself, so you, you were able to play with your roommate Mitchell, right? Right. Um, so I, I just kind of played by myself. I was like, oh yeah, I could see this being super fun. Um, and then they even have like a Mario Kart mode, basically, where you just like you get items and speed boosts around a track and you race people. So it's really interesting. The the multiplayer mode, I definitely think, is the most, uh, I would say, fun if you're playing with other friends and stuff like that. Part about this game. Yeah, just to clarify a little bit what you're talking about. Um, so there is the whole uh, party game category of mini games. Basically, when you're on the main menu, you can choose story mode, challenge mode, and the party games. And so what you and I have talked about for the past couple minutes is the party games. Um, there's 12 to choose from, six that are from Monkey Ball 1, and six that are brand new. And uh, yeah, I agree with you totally. Like, uh, Well, before I get too into that, I do want to say that the challenge mode, um, which is you know more along the lines of the regular game, what is pretty much the regular game, um, you can also do that multiplayer, where you will take turns attempting oh. the same set of levels. But if you lose a life, then it's the next person's turn, and then when it's your turn again, you have to reattempt that level. So you can like get ahead of your friend, or you can catch up to them, or whatever. So uh, Mitchell and I did that too, and I had a lot of fun playing that uh, with him. I think more so, I-, I think I had more fun playing that than I did the single player mode. To be totally honest, like the the story mode. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Um, but back to the party games, yeah, there's a big variety of them, and uh, I really liked the punching one as well. Mitchell and I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we also liked, uh, what was it? We had a fun, we had a lot of fun playing golf as well. Golf, um, yeah, yeah. Mitchell was kind of smoking me in it, but uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Um, some other ones that there are include uh, 
monkey target, which is you launch off a, off a ramp and you have to land on a target in the ocean. Uh, you can control your gliding and such. Yeah, that one's that's pretty really fun. cool. Um, there's golf. There is billiards. We played a round of billiards, which was actually quite fun. Okay, so the computer in that mode is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> like they got like almost all of the balls in, and then like I I was able to get one in, and then they missed like another one. Like they only missed twice, right? And so I just hit the last ball in. I got a total of like two out of like nine. And so apparently I won because I got the last ball in, but whatever. <laughs> the computer destroyed me. It was insane. My insane computer. Yeah. We uh, we didn't play against computers in that mode, but we did in other modes like the racing and the, um, what other modes? The punching one. Uh, we also played Monkey Dogfight, which is one of the new games that you can uh, purchase with, like, you basically you earn some sort of in-game currency called play points whenever you do stuff in, I believe, story mode. Maybe also challenge mode, and uh, when you collect enough of those, you can then unlock the uh, locked mini games. So I only had enough points to unlock two of them, and I think the ones we went with were Monkey Shot, which is kind of like the uh, the ending credits game on Smash Brothers, where you have to like shoot stuff across the screen. Yeah, which was a lot of fun actually. And then uh, we also played Monkey Dogfight, which is where you guys are flying around. <laughs> in this 3D uh, arena in the air and you have to like shoot down the other monkeys with missiles and bullets and stuff which not quite as fun as it sounds it mainly mainly just made me want to play Star Fox really Um, Mm. but I think the overall point or the the overall takeaway I had from the minigames is I was really impressed by how much depth there is to them like in, in stark contrast to the main game that has just the stick and that's your only control. Yeah, yeah. All these games have like a bunch of fun mechanics that are of course specific to each game, but they're all unique. None of the games are really redundant to each other, which is impressive given that there are 12 of them. Yeah. And um and they all have a lot of are for as a rule, they all have a bunch of different modes or settings or levels or difficulties. So you can, you know, you can have a lot of fun with this and I can totally see now why this game would have been a a big uh, multiplayer draw for the GameCube because, I mean, Mitchell and I had a lot of fun and it was just the two of us playing for like two hours and I could see us having a lot more fun with it in the future. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I thought it was really impressive that, you know, you have the story mode, which you'd think, you know, as just, especially us just going into it, it's like, okay, what are the things we need to play? We go in, we're like Super Monkey Ball 2, a popular game. Well, we'd obviously need to play story mode. We started playing the story mode and it's like, okay, uh, Cool, I guess, but then you go into the (laughs) multiplayer modes, and it's like, whoa, this is like I could see this being a lot of fun with friends. I think it'd be really fun at like a party or something like that. You know, grab a couple beers and you know play some Super Monkey Ball. I think that'd be super dope. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to fit that into our schedule when I uh, come visit you. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that would be great. But uh, honestly. I think we've said it all in terms of gameplay. As we've already mentioned, there's not a lot to it. So uh, if you've got anything to talk about, uh, go ahead. But I think I've said my piece, in le- at least from what I wrote down. The only remaining point that I have really is that um, I found the difficulty to be a little bit all over the place with the story mode. Mm. Um, I, I did only play through like six or seven of the ten worlds. So I, I haven't beaten the game. Yeah. But there are a few levels here and there that were like randomly really hard. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just bad, but it was just kind of striking like there were levels I would spend like 20 minutes on repeatedly trying to do it. Yeah. And uh and for the most part 
besides those, it feels like a pretty natural ramp up in difficulty until you get to these like two or three random levels. So I just wasn't really sure what that was all about. <laughs> yeah, you got really triggered on that one level mm-hmm. um, that we both quit on. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like you go down and you fall into like this arena and this ramp shoots you, or not a ramp, it's like a, it basically just shoots you up this pole and you have to like, in the like, hope that you land on this like platform somewhere in the sky. I, I don't know how to explain it, but if you go back and watch our vods, I'm sure you can see the <laughs> frustration in that level. But Peter, like specifically, was like, "I hate this level." Yeah, I was getting pretty mad. I did, yeah. I did beat it, and then after I beat it, I was like, "Okay, I'm done for the day." Yeah, kudos to you. I didn't, I didn't even beat it. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> "All right, that's enough of that." Um, but yeah, that's uh, it for me on gameplay. That's it from me. Do you want to give us your uh, your score? Yeah, man. I gave it a hot and fresh and fat and cold and whatever adjective you want to put in there. 81. Bruh, I gave it an 80. Whoa, dude. Dang. Looks like we're on the same page again. That same wavelength. You know me, brother. Cool, cool. Um, well, let's move on to everyone's favorite section. Aesthetics. So yeah, Pete, why don't you take it away here? I will take away those young visuals. Um, so overall, it's a very cutesy, colorful, fun game, appearance-wise. Um, you know, the characters are all these really cute monkeys. Who uh, There's four of them, and they all have kind of their different like looks and personalities. There's like the boy monkey, the girl monkey, the baby monkey, and then like a big, tough, kind of mean guy monkey, who I think was the villain in the first game, but now he's your friend. <laughs> so they're they're all doing these adventures, and they have... All these animations in story mode where like the the evil monkey Dr. Bad Boon is trying to take over <laughs> Monkey Island or whatever. And you chase him off the island, but then you have to chase him through all these different environments, which then become the worlds for story mode. So you have your uh, jungle, you have your volcano, underwater. Um, one of the one of the worlds is like above a giant washing machine for some reason. Like it's explained in story mode, but like not really. It's just kind of a random thing <laughs> that they like made up some excuse for. Right. Um but yeah, all these environments are really vibrant and colorful. Um, basically, the stages are usually simple from a visual perspective. Um, like I said earlier, they have kind of a checkerboard pattern, but there's no like decoration on the levels themselves. It's just you know the track. But then they make up for it by having the backgrounds be really vibrant. There's always a lot of like fun animations of things going on in the background. So um, if you if you're not in a huge rush and you can take the time to look around and observe some of the details in the backgrounds, I think you'll enjoy them. Yeah, I will say though that given the nature of the game, uh, it doesn't really allow you to look at the backgrounds too much. You're kind of just <laughs> focused on what what's in front of you and how to uh, how to beat the level. But uh, yeah, I guess you're kind of right. It does have a lot of cool stuff going on in the background. Um, and in, in terms of the vibrant colors and stuff like that, if you kind of think about it, there's a lot of dark looking games on the GameCube. Uh, you think about Melee, Luigi's Mansion, the what's that dark Pokemon game? Coliseum. Coliseum. And, uh, uh, Metroid and XD Pro- as well. And Metroid Prime. They're all kind of like dark, like colored games. I feel like a GameCube had a lot of those. And so it's kind of nice that this one really succeeded in uh, being kind of bright and vibrant. Um, that being said, I didn't think that the graphics were like anything to necessarily write home about. Um, they're not bad, but they're not great. So I think it's a very good middle of the road um, 
visually kind of, yeah, in terms of visuals, very middle of the road. Yeah, I wasn't blown away by them, but I did enjoy them a lot. Yeah. Um, I wrote down here, actually, uh, regarding the cutscenes, that they are animated and rendered in the same way as the game. Like, it's just kind of the game graphics and models being animated. And they look all right, but I did write down, uh, nothing to write home about, but still good. So I'm glad that you and I both used that same phrase. Once again, the the IG uh, wavelength. Yeah, I uh, wrote that same phrase down. That's funny. (laughs) Um, One little visual touch I really do like is... um, after you complete a level, your monkey will do a little dance in the ball before they like shoot up into the sky. And uh, there's actually a really big variety of dances, and I realized this when I was playing uh, multiplayer with Mitchell, <laughs> where every time we would complete a level, like the monkey I.I., which I think that's the first time we say his name. His name is I.I., by the way. Um, every time he beats a level, he does like one of five or six different dances in the ball, and they're all just really funny and cute. And yeah. uh, it's just a fun little visual touch, you know, just one of those little things. Yeah. I agree. Um, I kind of think that, you know, when thinking about this game, the developer, it's like a bunch of people that kind of came together and wanted to make like this fun, crazy kind of game. And so I don't think like visuals were their necess- like necessarily their top priority, but they had a lot of fun with it, and you can tell. Um, so that I think they put a lot of their efforts into the gameplay and like how it plays. And I, I felt like it was supposed to be very, very casual, very, very fun. And so the visuals kind of adhered to that and were kind of similar in that regard, but I don't know that, like, their goal wasn't to be over the top with visuals. They're like, you know, we're going to make it look good, but we really wanted to make it feel good instead of, like, you know, over the top graphics or, like, doing the best we can on the GameCube because that's not what, you know, sometimes that's not what games are all about. You don't always have to have, like, super high-definition graphics. And I felt like this development team understood that. And uh, so I think what we're saying about the visuals is really kind of what they were going for. Yeah, I agree completely. Sweet. Um, But that's kind of all I have to say about visuals. Me too, as a matter of fact. Do you mind if I uh, hit you with that hot, fresh rating? Nah, I'll just rate it myself. (laughs) Why are you (laughs) shooting me down on the show like this? (laughs) God! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, Go ahead and... uh, Give your visuals, buddy. My uh, sad, offended, hurtful visuals. <laughs> <laughs> My hot, fresh, cold number for the visuals is a uh, AT. AT. Well, I'm I'm not far behind you. I'm at a 77. Dang, dude, we're just uh, we're just one of the same on this podcast so far. We're pretty in sync right now. I'm kind of digging it. What's an in sync song that we can sing? Uh, I always want to say "Hit me, baby," what? But I, I don't think that's right. No, I actually don't know. I don't know which songs are in sync and which ones are Backstreet Boys. So I think <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm Same. gonna be safe and not say anything. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit this out. Nah, <laughs> but yeah. So moving on to the audio, and I will kind of take it away on this one. Sure. I will say that this is perhaps the worst part about this game. Uh, (laughs) A lot of the sounds in the game were just plain annoying. Uh, They tried to use the Banjo-Kazooie style in terms of character voices, and it just didn't really work as well as it did in uh, Banjo-Kazooie. But I, I give them props for trying. I, I admire that, but it just they just didn't work. And maybe it's because... Monkeys inherently are supposed to be kind of, you know, annoying when they like kind of scream like that or something. But man, <laughs> it it's it's kind of rough on the ears in this game. Yeah, um, 
What makes it worse, I think, is that the sound effects in general aren't like really noteworthy. Yeah, there's not a huge variety of sound effects, really. So the most distinctive part is the monkey noises, but they are annoying. Um, and that's something I also said on stream, like within the first hour of me playing it, like, oh, I think audio is probably the game's weakest category. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that uh, offends me most, in particular, is whenever you fall off the stage, uh, which you know happens pretty often if you're not amazing <laughs> at it is that the monkey will cry as they fall off the stage, and then it'll give you, like, four quick instant replays. <laughs> and so it'll be like, ah, ah, ah. It's like, holy crap, man. I do not need to hear that. Like, I know that I lost. You can give it a rest, please. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's just like, and especially on those uh, later levels, man, like, I just started pausing and retrying instead of letting the, the death replay play out because goddamn that is annoying <laughs> yeah that was that was insane um but on other notes uh yeah like you said the the sounds other sounds of the game weren't that great and i don't think the music was like i, I think it was enough to get the job done it was decent background noise but when you weren't listening to the sounds of screaming monkeys like you hardly ever notice it because you're just like oh, i fell off or oh you're so concentrated it was nice background noise but eh. Yeah, it's uh, the music's kind of cute and spunky across the board, uh, which fits in perfectly with the aesthetics, aesthetics. and all that stuff. Um, I, I agree the tracks kind of just did their job. I didn't find them to be too terribly like catchy. Um, a couple exceptions, actually, would be some of the uh, party game songs. Mm. I really enjoyed the billiards song that was kind of like a loungy sort of beat. And uh, also the golf game I found had some fun music that I found myself humming along to while I waited for Mitchell to decide how to make his stroke or you know while i was thinking about my own move um some of the music in the uh in the main game itself did kind of actually annoy me um and i think part of the reason for that is because when you get to the harder levels you're like spending enough time in one level to where the music's very short loop becomes obnoxious you know what i mean like i think they should have made the music loops longer to accommodate for people who kept dying and had to spend their time retrying the same level because that does happen yeah and so i think that was like a little bit of of a failure on their part um i don't think the music's terrible uh well i mean i don't really think it's bad necessarily i just think it's you know just kind of middle of the road if you are a music designer for this game we're sorry we don't mean to hate on your work but it, it we're just being very critical here <laughs> yeah what What's funny about that actually is that, um, as I said, the same developers uh, worked on uh, F Zero GX, and that game has one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Yeah, and the same the same composer is responsible for both of them. Really? Yeah, his name is Shoji Hidenori, huh. and uh, he's very very talented. And uh, so I was kind of surprised to not love the music in this game because I figured it would be like, I mean, it, it, they're different games and they're different styles of games and the moods and aesthetics are all different. So, of course, the music's going to be different. But it's just funny to me, like, how much more I love the music and F-Zero GX compared to this game. But, um, you know, they are filling different purposes, so they're going to be different tracks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was just like, what the what the hell is this? And he's like, I, I'll <laughs> just half-ass it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're going to get some really great game later, and then I'll actually yeah, put yeah. in the effort. <laughs> But um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, going back to your point, and this has nothing to do with audio, but you mentioned the billiards game and the audio for that one. Did you notice that in the background there's a monkey, like with a cowboy hat on, like drinking like what appears to be a beer glass of milk or something <laughs> like that? 
I thought that was pretty funny. He's just like chugging it back there. Like he's kind of drowsy looking. You're like, dang, we're in like a <laughs> saloon right now. Yeah, I did notice that. And I also noticed the bartender monkey, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good little touch there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, nothing more to say about the audio for me. Well, partner, I reckon I agree with you. You reckon so, huh? Well, I reckon we ought to give our uh, ratings. All right, what's your rating? Um, 70. Oh. My. God. Look at Becky. Look at his 70. <laughs> it's the same as my 70. Yo, dude. We're going to have like a really like... <laughs> uh, we'll have to see how content goes. Yeah, we will. But dang, dude. <laughs> three for three, pretty much. I'm, I'm liking this. All right. Um, so, let's move on to everyone's it could be your favorite section. It could be your second favorite section. It might even be your third favorite section, but content. Cone. Tent. Content. Well, um, so I think. So I start it's off. My turn. Your, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, content, I was quite impressed, really. Um, the funny thing is, I wasn't quite so impressed until I got to the multiplayer, uh, mostly the party games, and realized how much depth there was there. Um, but overall, I think this game has a lot of good content to offer. Um, as I said earlier, there's 100 levels in the main game. Yeah. And although they are reused for challenge mode, uh, you do have the opportunity to unlock totally new levels. So that's a big plus, I think. And then with the party games, you have the 12 mini games, six new, six old. And as I said earlier, they all have a bunch of options and uh, difficulties and levels and all that stuff. So pretty impressive there, too. Uh, what do you think about that scope of content? Uh, you know, I can't, I didn't really realize that they had 100 levels, but I will say, kind of like much like the rest of this review, I felt like the the content was pretty average. Um, I wouldn't say the game's super replayable, nor do I think it offers a lot. Like I know they have a lot of levels, and I guess if you like the game enough and that you really like and you really enjoy these levels, that's pretty good. But I feel like the levels themselves, especially in story mode or challenge mode, don't offer offer a lot themselves. I think a lot of what the game offers in terms of content is, like you said, the extra modes. I think those are the best um, form of like extra content that you can get. I really enjoyed all of the multiplayer modes, and I'm looking forward to playing them with people eventually. But I feel like, you know, since the story mode and... Which I guess they do have a story, so that's pretty impressive in itself. Um <laughs> But the levels themselves, even though there's a hundred of them, it's kind of like, okay, but I'm just rolling around on this thing, so it's not like a super huge deal. But I guess at the same time, there is a hundred, and that is a lot of effort. So I'm, I'm very indifferent on it. It's not like I'm super wowed, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of my opinion. I see where you're coming from, for sure. Um, I think that uh, w- with my personal content rating, and you'll hear this when I give the number, um, I kind of rated it uh, higher than what my personal enjoyment of the content was because I think like the gameplay of the game it, it's not really my type of game I don't think so uh, I agree with you in that the extra content like of the of the main game doesn't really strike my particular fancy because like it's 100 levels of kind of sort of the same thing but another thing that you said which influenced my score more is that if you are enjoying the game a lot, then there is a lot of content, and I think that's something important to consider, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So I, I think in that regard, my content rating is a little bit 
uh, inflated compared to compared to my personal enjoyment, but I think it's a little more like objective in that way. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Uh, yeah, so really, all I can say about it is that you know they put a lot of I, I can see the amount of effort that they put on it, right? And I can see that it's just like it's meant to be this very casual, very fun. And I've mentioned this a lot of time, but um, yeah, just there wasn't a whole lot more. Like the gameplay itself is simple and didn't really offer a whole lot, which was kind of the point. But And there are a lot of levels, but since you didn't have to, like once you got the gameplay down, you could probably just spit out a bunch of levels and then just play test those levels over and over again. I kind of think that's how development went along. And then the extra stuff was probably worked on by various members of the outside cast that weren't already working. Like pro- they probably had like a level design team, right? So that's probably how it went down. You can kind of see like a lot of this stuff when playing the game. Um, but my favorite part of the content was definitely the multiplayer, which I played just like a few hours ago. So kind of crazy. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't not enjoy, like, I enjoyed like a good bit of it until like, you know, obviously there were some levels where I'm like, okay, this is kind of annoying or the sounds and yada yada. But um, yeah, I, multiplayer adds a lot to it. It really does. Yeah, I uh, I had more fun playing uh, challenge mode and party game mode with Mitchell for like two hours than I did across maybe eight hours of gameplay of the regular story mode. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just amazing. Like, I mean, even challenge mode, which again is pretty pretty similar to story mode, I found that just way more enjoyable with a friend, just taking turns and kind of like making fun of each other whenever we would mess up and things like that. Um, I think like the multiplayer adds a lot. And w- one thing that's kind of interesting, actually, that I learned is that uh, the story mode in this game is new to this game. And the main one-player mode in Super Monkey Ball 1 was challenge mode. So the fact that they have a story mode at all and that it has cutscenes and all that stuff is brand new for this game, which I think is also pretty impressive in the content category. Because I-, I think they could have very easily just... Uh, done exactly what they had done with the first game, but with more levels. But they did go above and beyond that, and I think that is worth uh, recognizing. All right, you know what? You've I've gained a new perspective, Peter. I feel like you have <gasps> educated me into things I just really didn't know about the content, which I feel like happens a lot. But this time, I think it's affected my score very slightly, so I'm going to bump it up. Oh shoot! Um, which I, I guess. When we start naming our scores, I'll let you know. But I think I think you're right. I think I guess it does add more than I thought, especially when you consider there's a hundred levels. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, but as I've said before, it it does like my score is a little bit hindered by you know those levels don't really mean a whole lot. Those extra modes are really what gave it the points for me, and um, I, I I really in, I think I think it's a decently good game in terms of content. Do you think you're ready to uh, to give out the scores? Because I think I'm ready for mine. Yeah, I'm ready with your uh, with your new mind blown perspective. Mind blown perspective. Thanks to me, gave this content content an eighty. Nice. This is where we're actually going to differ this time. Unfortunately, we we didn't keep the the streak. Dang. I gave content a very hot, a very fresh, right out the oven, ninety five. Wow, that's pretty high. That's pretty high, man. Yeah. You know what? I was I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? If I were a monkey ball fan, 
in 2002 and this game came out, I think I would have been blown away. Yeah. I think that, as I said, it's not my favorite game by a pretty decent margin, but <laughs> I have to admire what they did. You know, I, like, I can't really think of much else that they could have done, which in my opinion means it gets a really high content score. So there you go. Cool. Well, let's uh, go and do some number crunching and we'll be right back. After this ad from the Yeasty Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> There's going to be an awkward break that happens right now. All right, guys. Uh, no time has passed. We instantly crunched all the numbers uh, outside of the space-time continuum. <laughs> um, but first off, let's do a recap of our scores, starting with you, Kev, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, so I gave my gameplay an 81. Um, visuals a 77. Audio a 70, which overall that makes my aesthetics a 73.5. Um, and then the content was 80. So my overall score brings that to a 78.2. Nice, nice. On my end, I gave gameplay an 80, visuals an 80 as well, audio a 70, and so that 80 and 70 average out to 75 for my aesthetics. And then for content, I gave it that big juicy 95, which altogether makes a score of 83.3, so just about five points higher than your score. And uh, with our scores combined... We reached an IG rating of eighty point eight. Wow, that's pretty. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid, and um, that means that its ranking is number fifteen out of the seventeen games that we've reviewed on the show. Man, seventeen already. It's uh, it's been a long road, yeah. and uh, I, I can't believe I was telling you this earlier. I can't believe we're only well until the end of this episode. We were only halfway done with season two, but it feels like it's been going on forever. Yeah, because of all of our special episodes and stuff. Yeah. Um. But hey, people love the content. They do. And I love the content as well. Aww. But yeah, Super Monkey Ball 2, 80.8, number 15 out of 17. Um, I, I think that's pretty pretty in line with like the overall uh, critical reception at that time. Maybe at that time it was more like in the 85, 87 range. Yeah. Yeah, people, I mean, people, I don't think anyone ever thought it was the greatest game ever, but people had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> and as we said, uh, more of a multiplayer a classic than a single player classic. So, if you are interested in Super Monkey Ball, and uh, which I think I think people should play it. I think it's kind of one of those games you should try at some point. Um, definitely give it a, give it a shot with friends if you have the opportunity because it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, you had mentioned that nobody uh, thought it was the greatest game ever. It's kind of funny. So I went to Metacritic and the the score for Metacritic was an eighty seven. I was like, that's interesting. I want to like, you know, read some of these reviews. And I see a review from Yahoo, and I'm like, okay. And Yahoo rated it in a, a perfect 100 out of 100. I'm like, dang, Yahoo. Like, dang. <laughs> like, this is your favorite game of all time. I don't remember the last time Yahoo's rated a game, but man, <laughs> that, I was like, uh, Yahoo, I feel like you're reaching, you're reaching for the stars a little bit there. And then conversely, another person gave it like a 67. And they like, I can't believe the something about the music. And they misspelled here. It was H E R E, and they meant H E A R. So I'm like, <laughs> wow, how do you write a review and not have it, you know, edited? But so I, I'm kind of like, how do you get to be a meta critic reviewer? Because I'm like, some of these are just like, why would you give it that score? But there was. A decent amount of scores for it. I think there were like thirty or so 
critic reviews, which kind of brought it about to an eighty-seven. So yeah, we're kind of we're kind of in the same ballpark, but I feel like ours is a little bit more realistic. Yeah, and uh, as we always do, we bring in that uh, modern perspective as well. So it's not just yeah. about how good the game would have been back then; it's also about how much fun we had now. Yeah, kind of balancing both worlds. And uh, with that in mind, I do think an eighty is a pretty solid score. Yeah. Overall, I think it was a pretty decent game with not too many flaws. Um, wasn't overly ambitious in nature. Uh, I think it's designed to be pretty casual, and I think it does a good job of that. And uh, definitely recommend it for those who haven't played it yet. And um, if you want to like have a really fun night with friends, I think it'd be really good. Yeah, maybe go random from Blockbuster or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I- I'm happy to have this game on my shelf. You know, it's like it's one of those. Classic games. It's not the greatest game ever, but it is a classic in some regards. So I'm happy for it to to take up space on my bookshelf. Yeah, man. Um, I'm happy for us to be in the shelf of the IG ratings. Yeah, the ever growing shelf. The Speaking ever-growing. of uh, ever growing, we have uh, a social network presence, which, thanks to Kevin's valiant efforts, is ever growing. Mm-hmm. As you guys have hopefully seen by this point, we had a uh, guest episode with the Secret Levels podcast, which was a lot of fun, and we definitely want to collab with them in the future. And uh, we also had a fun Mega Man X episode with my friend Matt, a.k.a. Club Frills, which was a lot of fun. But um, we're going to be back to some regular episodes uh, for the next few episodes of Season 2, but we might have some more surprises in store, so stay tuned for those. Yeah, Um, Kevin, do you want to talk about social media? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can follow us on the IG underscore cast on Twitter. That's where we're most active. But if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do that there. Um, we, we post various things on there. It's the most important stuff. We, we definitely still post there. Um, uh, you can find us on literally every place. Like YouTube, you can find us on um, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can ask Alexa to uh yeah play our podcast um itunes obviously but yeah we're, we're everywhere man yeah and big thanks to our homie z-link gaming for uh for bringing us onto youtube yeah uh, that's something that he started uh maybe about a month or so ago not quite sure time's been a uh, blurry lately but uh definitely thank you to him for doing that for us we really appreciate that and um i'm not sure if i had anything else to say after that Oh, uh, plugs for other people. Go check out Zeeland Gaming. He has some great contents, which you know we love on this podcast. He's got Let's Plays of uh, Wind Waker HD, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, um, Pokemon Let's Go, which has been released since our last uh, recording, which I know that you two have been playing and having a lot of fun with, um, and some other stuff as well, so definitely check him out. Uh, if you want more podcasts, there's always the Beastie Boys, although they are on kind of holiday break mode. Um, but definitely expect them to come back in full force 2019. Um, and last but not least, last but not least, the Joe Rogan podcast. We're very good friends with him. <laughs> really appreciate his work. Right. Um, but no, uh, last but not least is the Secret Levels. Duh. Yeah. Uh, very cool guys. Um, now that we've actually been on a podcast with them, I can say with integrity and with conviction that they are actually cool guys. Yeah. Now that I've you know seen them quote unquote in the flesh. And uh, we had a lot of fun. So definitely go listen to them. They uh, they release episodes twice as often as we do. So definitely more content for you to check right. out there. For sure. Well, 
Well, buddy, I think that does it for us today. I think it does too. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to this uh, slightly shorter but just as sweet episode mm-hmm. of IG. Hope to see you next time. And until next time, love you too, guys. Love you too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys later.